A very good Sunday morning to you all. If you're like me, you're probably asking, how long, Lord? There's a longing in our hearts to experience His presence together and to see each other in person face to face. But He knows how long, and so it's good to be able to hang on to Him in trust believing that in everything, He's doing a lasting work which we will benefit from in the coming days. We want things to go back to normal. But as I said in one of my prayer emails to you, there's going to be a new normal and it's going to be way better than the old normal. Let's believe and prepare for that in these days of being set apart. Before we go into our message this morning, there's no doubt that we are all in deep shock over what has transpired this past week in Nova Scotia. This senseless rampage of killing cannot be described as anything less than evil. Let's continue to pray in the coming days and weeks for the suffering, traumatized families of the victims. Let's pray that the God of all comfort will be with them at this time. Canada is a wonderful country, which I know we're all proud to be citizens of. Unfortunately, however, we are not exempt from these types of horrific happenings. May we prayerfully repeat the words of our national anthem in the coming days. God keep our land glorious and free. Only He can do so. I want to speak to you for a few minutes today on legacy. We usually associate that word with a person being bequeathed with something, for example, a financial inheritance, or maybe something which has sentimental value. However, there is another meaning in the dictionary, and it's this. Something that is a part of your history, but remains as a part of who you are in the present. Last week, I saw online the grandson of a longtime friend playing his guitar. I was taken aback at the talent he had and messaged my friend as to how amazing I felt his gift was. She said that he hadn't had many lessons, but there was no doubt that this young man had raw talent. I began to think about that particular family and remembered how talented my friend's own father had been, this young man's great-grandfather. I personally had taken years of piano lessons during my childhood and teen years, but when I arrived in Montreal with my parents from the UK, her father was the piano player at the church we had come to in Verdun. I became fascinated by his playing. He was mostly self-taught, but never had I heard someone play so differently and exquisitely. He literally could make the pieces he played come alive. His harmonies were just wonderful. For the next few years, I learned so much just by listening and watching him. It actually changed the way I played. For example, how chords could be made to sound so much better with just a little tweak here and there. This man obviously passed his musical gifting on to his children, grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I know most of them. And the wonderful fact is that the majority of the family is, using, is musical and many of them are involved in the work of the Lord, using their gifting for his kingdom. My favorite piano player had passed on a wonderful legacy. As we look at society around us, we see very clearly that certain things run in families. For example, medicine, business acumen, politics, preachers, teachers, and so on. It's as if there's a certain DNA that threads itself through multi-generations. Legacy has been passed on. 
Much of this is naturally sourced, simply a passing on of DNA. However, I am always struck with this fact, that our God is faithful from generation to generation. There is a spiritual DNA that we have received, and we all have a wonderful opportunity to be able to pass that on to others without exception. Psalm 78 is a legacy psalm. You can reference it later. It speaks of telling the generations to come the wonders of His great might. So there is a responsibility given to us of doing just that. The children of Israel were told to make sure that they passed on to the future generations the goodness of God. They were to write it down, teach it verbally, so that generations to come would appreciate and firmly believe in the God who had delivered their previous generations from bondage in Egypt. God knew then and still does that future generations do not catch how good He is simply by osmosis. There has to be a passing down, and that passing down has to be modeled by us, and may I say modeled and passed down in a joyful manner. Maybe in past days there may have been a passing down more of arbitrary rules and regulations, which has caused a mindset of legalism, and unfortunately the Lord has been misrepresented as someone who makes you toe the line, and if you don't, watch out. Passing on of legacy is simply speaking out on the goodness of God. For example, speaking of His mercy and His wonderful grace. As the song says, He is a good, good Father. The parable of the prodigal son is such a wonderful example of what our Heavenly Father is really like. The father in this parable is waiting on the road, looking for his erring son to come home, arms wide open, embracing, welcoming, getting ready to celebrate his homecoming by throwing a party. Jesus is the anointed one. That's what his name means. And as we are in him, we too are anointed. How, extra, how extraordinary that we can pass on to others this anointing. A good example is Moses passing on the anointing of leadership to Joshua. Joshua was filled with the same spirit of wisdom that was on Moses when he commissioned him by the laying on of hands to be the next leader. A great example of passing on to the next generation. This is legacy. Some today who are listening have a rich, spiritual, godly heritage that has been there for many generations past. For others, however, that may not be the case. But I want you to be encouraged because here's the good news. It starts with you today. The faithfulness of God dictates that because you are an anointed one, you are now able to pass spiritual legacy down through your succeeding generations. Yes, it begins with you. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says this, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Because of this, despite our past, we have become a part of His new creation. The scripture even says in 1 Peter 2 and 9 that we are a chosen generation. You may feel rather inept about being able to pass on legacy to others today, but here's another oh-so-cool fact. The Word of God also says that we have received the spirit of adoption. In other words, we have been legally adopted by Father God. 
And it's not something we only give verbal assent to. We know by revelation the organic meaning of that because we have felt, we have experienced the overwhelming surge of his father love over us and flowing into us so that we can truly call him our Abba, which means Daddy. Here's another wonderful benefit. The church, the body of Christ, is able to nourish and, and nurture the Lord provides spiritual mothers and fathers who uh, have been maybe in the faith a little longer. And so there can be a teaching, a mentoring, a coaching, even a cheering on of all those things that are beneficial for healthy growth and maturity. I was so thrilled and quite amused a few days ago while on FaceTime with one of our sons. This season is so hard for us as grandparents not being able to see our grandchildren in person. On this particular day, I ended the conversation with just a simple prayer declaration over their home and finished it off with, in Jesus' name. And the three-year-old shouted out, Amen! Not prompted by a parent, but out of a knowing that this is where you say Amen. The legacy of a prayer-filled home already operating in a three-year-old. Isn't this what it's all about? Getting back to Joshua. After he had conquered and taken the promised land, spoke out a legacy declaration. He said this, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. He didn't know, had no guarantee at that time, that his succeeding generations would follow the true God. However, in faith, he made a statement that he really believed would come to pass. So even if you aren't at this moment seeing this fulfillment in your own family, you can, like Joshua, declare the faithfulness of God over your offspring and believe that God will bring about a wonderful outcome. Here's a lovely fact also that even if you don't have biological offspring, you can spiritually adopt someone and start to encourage them in the things of God. And there is no age barrier in this, by the way. There's an old ancient proverb that says this, one generation plants the tree and the next generation gets shade from it. Let me encourage you today that as you plant the righteous tree in your life, your succeeding generation will find refreshing shade and shelter. That shelter is found in Jesus who has become our legacy. Through his death and resurrection, we are now the family of God brought back to the Father. No longer strangers and foreigners, but heirs and joint heirs with Jesus the Son. Hallelujah. What are you passing on? If you haven't found Jesus, you can today. Not only will you find shade for your soul, but your new life in Christ will bless your ongoing generations. May we all rise up today and say like Joshua did, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you today that we are blessed by coming into relationship with you. It's not about luck or hoping against hope that all will be well, but as we really come to know you, we are brought into a very large place where we know you're covering us under your shade of blessing and protection. So even when the wind blows with a ferociousness, you are with us and we actually feel and know your presence and love. Our desire is to pass you on to future generations. This is what you have called us to do. 
May our faith arise in this hour. May our prayers of many years and the prayers of others before us come to realization in this season where we believe you are showing yourself strong to many. May the prodigals come running home. Cause them to see you, Father, with wide open arms, not in rebuke or disappointment, as so many envision you to be, but with a look of love that will melt their hearts and bring back the true joy that only you can give. We love you, Jesus, and we know that you love our families. We give them to you today because we know that you are at work. We ask it in the precious, strong name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. And as my three-year-old grandbaby said, Amen. May the Lord bless you this coming week. Remember, He is a good, good Father. Nothing you can do will make Him love you more. And nothing you have done in the past or present or even in the future will make Him love you less. He loves you with an everlasting love. And I love you too. Thank you for watching. Pass him on. God bless you. Do you love